0: you're listening to the lead to think podcast a podcast that brings together and inspires small business owners in the salon spa and fitness space to be empowered in their everyday decision making my name is lauren gish i'm best known for being a coach and strategist in small business i'm also a salon owner in nashville tennessee We're going to be talking about key strategies to keep you from being overworked, overwhelmed, and drowning in debt to being rested in control of your business and more than profitable. I'll be sitting down with industry experts and business owners that are just like you to discuss the lessons they've learned and the strategy that's helped them build and survive the roller coaster that is small business. So today I'm going to be talking with Joshua Pennington. I'm going to let him give a little bit of background on who he is and what he does in our industry. Joshua.
1: So I am in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am a sales rep for a hair care distributor, and I cover all of Middle Tennessee and then Bowling Green, Kentucky. And so for me, um, really the thing I love about my job most is just really getting to be in there with salons and help them problem solve.
0: Awesome. So what is your, I know like COVID right now, a lot of your stuff's online, but what is your everyday interaction usually look like
1: with your job? So a lot of my interaction is really um, talking to salon owners as well as the stylists in the salon and checking in on them. Um, I have a lot that actually ask me a lot of like business questions. So that's where I really, I like to help people um, is just how to evolve their business better. So sometimes that's on a phone call or an email or a text, um, but mm-hmm. non-COVID, uh, I really like to be in the salons and have those conversations with them. Um, I think it's just mm-hmm. important, it, it's good to see Um, somebody that you're buying from, it's good to to just have a personal relationship. And I'm, I'll be the first to tell you, I am not a natural seller. Um, So that's, you know, that's one of the parts of my job that I just love is because I just tell people about what I offer. Um, And then a lot of that just evolves into ways that kind of help them grow their business. Most of that's with the people. So Mm
0: -hmm. Awesome.
1: So would you,
0: I know your career history, but no one else does. And so I would love for you to speak to um, your career history, just so that people can see kind of the different aspects of this industry that you know. So where have you been?
1: So I've been in my current role for about a year and a half. And before that I managed um, a luxury salon uh, and I was there for five years and then before that, I managed a um, high volume retail beauty store. Um, and then kind of before that, I did a lot of like working with small businesses. So, um, okay. in so the- you've done
0: corporate, small business, and then kind of mid-level distribution.
1: Yep, yeah, exactly. Okay,
0: so you've gotten to work with like the consumer side, working with kind of more entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. small business and then now with tons and tons of owners
1: basically, exactly so so kind of pretty much you know I meet with some of the owners of the the companies that we sell which is amazing um it's always great to meet them but then um working with like the salon owner people in the front lines my that's my favorite part of the jobs that I've had
0: awesome Good. And then do you want to tell us a little bit about your life outside of work? What do you got going on at home?
1: So I've got two kids. Um, both of their birthdays are this month, so it's always exciting. exciting. Uh, they, you know, starting school back, they're both in school now. My kindergartner just started um, do that. And then I am married. i um, been married for about five years um, and we fostered to adopt our kids, so we adopted them about two years ago. So it's been it's been a journey the past several years, um, and, I, and I love it. So
0: knowing Joshua for um, how long I have, he's always working on something new, or mm-hmm. you know, keeping it fresh, fostering kids, <laughs> trying a new <laughs> business venture. Um, okay, so. As you know, the theme of this season is clarity. I'm kind of asking everyone the same questions. And then also based on the episodes, there's actually a like a Google voice line that I have where people can call in and ask questions based on what we talk about. So the first question I wanna ask you is, what's an area in business um, that you've encountered where you've had a moment of clarity, as Oprah would call it, like an aha moment, Um, that's changed, changed you from that moment on and had been very profound.
1: One of the, a moment that stands out to me is I was meeting with a a business owner and it was new. Like we didn't really know each other. And, uh, uh, and I talked with her, you know, I sat down and we scheduled out like a 30 minute meeting, uh, that, that meeting turned into, uh, about two hours And it it was a long time, but it was so worth it because it, you know, it's changed the way I've done my business since then. And she really just wanted to be heard. She didn't have anybody to kind of vent to. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so I was, was this
0: an owner of a small business?
1: It was an owner of a small business. Yeah.
0: Was she a sole owner, like alone, like no partners or anything?
1: Right. She had no partner. She owned it on her own. Mm -hmm. Um, She had a few employees underneath. Her, um, it wasn't a lot, okay. but um, she had like four or five, and I, okay. I find that you know four or five is plenty uh, to get those issues that are like the people that have ten employees underneath them too. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know, I under she didn't have a manager in her space, and so oh, really, I was the person she needed to vent to and just kind of let every, you know, let everything out. And I think that's one thing that's so important is that, you know, we find somebody that we can speak to, uh, that we find a community that's, you know, dealing with some of the same problems that we are and just really allowing ourselves to be vulnerable enough to tell people what we're struggling with. And so that's kind of how I handle my business. Now I try to create a community amongst salons, and I try to be there for salon owners and stylists. Um, I have a lot of stylists that are independent owners that I deal with now that, you know, they have no business education, no business training. You find that a lot in the hair industry, especially even, you know, in the beauty industry as well, where they didn't get a business degree or don't have anything like that. So I'm one of those that if I don't know the answer, I know another salon owner that knows the answer. So Mm
0: -hmm. one of the things that I really appreciate about Joshua, he's my rep right now, um, is that he's really, really good at um, practicing what he preaches. And so connecting with other salon owners or seeing if there's a salon owner or business owner nearby that might have something that I need or may have some education going on. So the people that are even... um, I think in the past, the way a lot of people worked is that those relationships would be competition and like a little more catty. And I've loved watching you create these relationships amongst everyone. Um, I think it's a better use of everyone's time, first of all, but also support.
1: Exactly. And I think one of the biggest things is that, you know, yes, we of competition but really you're your own competition you are the one that can separate yourself Um, and luckily here in middle Tennessee we've got enough business to go around like yes there's a million other competitors but at the same time we're we are our own competition and just making sure that we are who we say we are so I think you have to have clarity about who you are Um, And I think that's, that kind of helps separate you from your competition too. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I love, I'm going to rabbit trail a little bit, but I love to, you talking about connecting different people and connecting owners, because I feel like one of the things that hold people back that I see a lot is people aren't willing to have those relationships or they've been burned in the past by trying to pursue a relationship with someone nearby or maybe one of their employees went and worked for someone else. Um, and they end up being this Island and it inhibits the way they run their business. It only hurts them. Have you seen that with some of your clients?
1: I have, and I have, you know, I think about one salon specifically, um, right now that's struggling with that. Um, them and an, uh, another business and this is in a, a little bit of a smaller town than nashville um it would be more of like a, a separate town and you know they do very similar services however like one of them just like blows it out of the water and they have they're more diverse in their specialties um it's they don't have just one singular focus where the other salon has one singular focus and you know that's one thing i'm trying to get them to understand is like you know take it that you do this this and this and you know you're not just speaking about this one thing um even though you do make a lot of money on that service there's also not a lot of people that do kind of great hair you know they focus yeah. on extensions yeah. and you know extensions are great and they make great money however if you're in a place that doesn't have people that do good color, you need to you know, capitalize on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, that brings me a little bit to my next question. So I know that you've had some really great mentors throughout your career. And I wanted to know if there was a moment, maybe with a mentor um, or someone speaking something to you that brought you this moment of immediate clarity that changed the way you moved forward.
1: Yes, um, this was a probably about two, this was probably about three, four years ago. Uh, I had someone, we were talking, um, and she's my business coach now, but she had a conversation with me because I was having to like put out, out a lot of fires, and so, per se, and so she <laughs> talked to me about, uh, you know, when you have a, have a correction conversation that there has to be some restoration with that so we can't just get on to people without telling them what we're expecting and what and we need to give them a plan because a lot of times people don't know what to do like the thing is is they just really don't know how to fix that problem and I see that more so in the salon industry because it's just kind of again we don't have you know, we don't always have those skills on how to talk to somebody and how to help them improve. And that's, I think, as a business owner, we want all of our people to improve. And so from then on, like, my conversations with people were, I people just felt a lot better coming out. And I saw greater results after mm-hmm. having a plan that involved some kind of restoration And where they had a plan of like, okay, this is how I need to do this, and these are the things I can do to help improve. And they, I think the biggest part of that is knowing the why. They have to know the why behind that, too. Mm -hmm. If they know the why, you'll get their buy in a lot easier.
0: I think that's so good because anytime there's a moment of correction, it's never comfortable for anybody. And usually the person that's being corrected, almost like, blacks out and goes into this like shame bubble but if you can take that restoration plan it says so much it says we love you we care about you we want to guide you through and I don't know about you but anytime I've been corrected at work it puts me in this like total like I get so insecure and have this crazy like like moment where if I had (laughs) if I was met with that plan of restoration I think it would make all the difference right because there's I've totally had a, I probably like 10 years ago, um, had someone that oversaw me and it was a really hard relationship and we had a correct, corrective meeting or like a coaching meeting, which gives me bad vibes still, like just the way it was talked about and handled. Um, but I immediately, like there wasn't a plan. Like it was just like, you kind of suck, figure it out. And, you know, like everyone notices, we've all seen, we've seen these patterns and like, yes, I did have those patterns. I did. Like I need, but I also was like, there's a reason I have these patterns. Like I, it's all I know. And I think it goes back to that. um, I know you're like a Brene Brown fan too, but that everyone's doing the best they can. Like we have to help people. If we're in these roles, we have to be able to give them a way out. And can you give an example? I mean, I know you don't have to get super specific, but of maybe a situation and then what your restoration plan looked like for as far as like for our listeners to think about how this works practically in their space.
1: Yes. So the one I've dealt with, I would say probably more often than not is, and it's my biggest pet peeve is tardiness. Mm. my biggest pet peeve. And I think we all deal with that. You know, there's always times that things come up, but if it's happening, you know, three out of five days a week, then we've got an issue. Or even, even if it's happening one day every week, that's an issue. Um, Mm -hmm. and to me that just shows up a sign. It's a sign of disrespect. But so I, I went into the meeting and I was like, Hey, I just want to have a conversation with you um it's nothing too serious and I always let them know like kind of what we're gonna talk about a little bit uh just so it's not like two hours later and you're that whole two hours you're stressing during oh yeah like a little
0: kid waiting for punishment like like,
1: oh what am I doing (laughs) like
0: when your mom's like I'll talk to you in the car
1: (laughs) you know and it's like yeah we're all human we all make mistakes so it's like hey I'm I want to meet with you at you know 10 a.m. I think it was at 10 a.m. when I was having that meeting or it was early in the morning I was like hey we just want to talk about um kind of ways that we can get you to be on time and so I went into the meeting I was like hey and I had all my facts pulled up so I knew when she was late because I'd been tracking it and I
0: love you
1: (laughs) they didn't realize how much they had been being late
0: yeah and that's Did that different. person know? Did they even know that it was happening? Like it was frustrating you and you knew, were they aware of how bad it was?
1: They were aware that it was happening. They were not aware what the effects were and what, mm-hmm. what it was causing everybody else. So I'll let them know, Hey, this is you know, the front desk is having to deal with this client. That's like, well, when's she going to be here? When's she going to be here? And you know, it was, it was causing stress for both the front desk and myself stress for the client and the stylist. I think the stylist was a little stressed out, but you know, she was a little all, all over the place all the time. So, you know, and I was like, Hey, so let's come up with a plan. And so we talked about like what her morning looks like and I gave her a few different recommendations and really like she was hitting traffic. You know, she had a long commute in, you know, it was like a, a 40-minute commute, but if there was Mm -hmm. a wreck, it would be, like, an hour, and so we talked about, you know, she knew there was what time she had to be on the road to, kind of, miss the bulk of traffic, and so we just, kind of, talked through, because she didn't want to get here too early, Um, so we just, kind of, was, like, okay, and we worked through it, and, like, well, what could you do if you did get here early? What are the things that you could do, Uh, and she, because there were some, I think she did some like couponing or something like that. And she's like, well, I could always clip my coupons or I could, <laughs>
0: I love I said,
1: that. <laughs> could look at your day. You can look at your day and figure out your day and your schedule. Um, also, I just recommended, cause it was, um, it would always be after eight when she would have to be there. And so I was like, well, or you can make your appointments. Um, cause there were a lot of appointments she would have to make here and there. So, you know, we came to an agreement And I saw really quick results with that. It still happens sometimes, but it wasn't nearly as often. So, and I think just having that plan of like, okay, what can I do? You know, because she felt like it would be wasted time if she was early, but we figured out, okay, you're saving time later.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's somewhere sometime where we feel like we can't cross that personal professional boundary. Mm -hmm. sometimes but that's such a great way to like bring that perspective in and be like this is how you could use that time here here's how that you can use that time for yourself um i love that because i don't know like from that story like i don't maybe that person had never even been told like you know you can just use time for yourself you don't have to rush around all the time right or always feel like you're running late Cause that can be a lifestyle for some people, like the way that they always feel like stressed and hurried and they don't know how to manage their time and they need guidance there.
1: Yeah. And I still so. keep it, I still keep in contact with this person. And so, and they do seem like they're doing, I mean, they're definitely doing a lot better. They're thriving. Um, in what they're doing now. And mm-hmm. you know, it seems like that has that issue isn't, you know, really there anymore.
0: That's awesome. Because, and I think the great thing about that, when you take the time, and these are such small things, but like, most people would just fire someone,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right? Like, it'd be easier, it'd be easier to not go there and just be like, you know what, this isn't my job, this person isn't going to get it, it's not my job to lead them through this, but say, even if it didn't stop, and they went to another job, or Sorry, you're cutting out a little. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, okay. Um, So say if it didn't stop, or it did stop, but they chose to leave, that conversation is only gonna better them through their career. And they're gonna be better because you chose to have that conversation. So I love love that. Because if you can get clear on deciding, like that's who you are as a leader, then no matter what, when you have those conversations, you're being true to who you are and what you believe about your space. And then people are better for working with you. And you can't say you never said it (laughs) or you never dealt with it.
1: Well, and again, it kind kind of comes back to the why. Like if you, if they know the why, they can be clear on how it affects them and everybody else and they understand it better. Yeah, that's great.
0: So I want to ask you one last question before we get off. And um, this applies to everyone, whether you're in, I know we're talking a lot about um, salons today, but whether you're in fitness or cosmetic dermatology, um, skin, nails, any of that, you work with brand reps and every brand rep has kind of a different way that they do things. And what Joshua has personally shown me is a very high level um, of just service to my business that overall helps his business. And so Joshua, is there um, some tips you could give about how to communicate and what you can ask from your rep? I know it's not going to always happen, but I think that there's things that you have to offer sometimes that us as owners, we don't know about.
1: So I would say the conversations, you know, it's, you know, again, being clear, being clear Mm -hmm. about what you need. And because sometimes like, reps can offer things that you know you don't know about but also they aren't always going to just offer it up because it's their time that they could be spending opening up new accounts and things like that um with me i care about the relationships i have and i really focus on them and so i think the things you can ask for is when you have issues in your business asking for help from your rep because maybe they know They may know another salon that dealt with that or another, you know, business that dealt with that. And they can connect, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I can, you know, where I cover a large area, I can easily put somebody from South, you know, more South Nashville or Middle Tennessee up with somebody more North. So they're not, if they are worried about it being competitive, you know, they they can still talk and not be like they're doing too many ideas. Uh, that are the same but also asking for them like what what they would recommend always ask for like merchandising tips because they are usually always going into places or at least seeing places Uh, and you know they they see displays that look really cute so they can at least send you some photos of things that work for people and sometimes I always like when people let me know what their top sellers and their low sellers are so that we can do a class on like, why the top sellers are top and what they're great about to keep that just going. But then also on the low sellers, cause there may be tips and tricks that people don't know about. Um, I've done that mm-hmm. specifically with two products in one of our ranges. And now they're probably, I wouldn't say they're in the top 10, but they're definitely like in the top 25% of products. Um, That's great. So those are the, some of the the biggest things, but really, I think, you know, all they can do is say no. So ask, Yeah. ask away. Like, you know, some people can talk with your, you know, stylist or if you're hiring, um, sometimes reps know, sometimes they don't know when people are leaving, but mm-hmm. other places, but sometimes they have a connection in and know some people that may be wanting to move around and that works across, you know, all businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, always like, I would say they know people that are struggling with the issues that you're struggling with. Um, mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to ask for help or ask questions or even if it's just the connection.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so great. I feel like for you, I mean, you see the money that comes in and out, whether we like to know it, know that you do or not. I, A rep is kind of, they see more than what we realize they see. It's kind of like you're seeing us, like, step on a financial scale, so to speak, um, because of how much we're ordering or what we're selling and how fast we're going through it and how good we're doing. And so um, I just want to encourage everybody that they know and think about what he said with coming, people are coming in and out or reps are coming in and out of so many spaces and getting to see and they have good ideas. Um, so really foster those relationships and let them know you need help because everybody needs a little extra dose this year. So, well, Joshua, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your knowledge with everyone. Um, where can all of our listeners find you? Where are you online?
1: So I, you can find me on Instagram at, um, at Joshua four the number four modern, Um, you can find me on there or you can, if you want to follow my personal, it's J B as in boy Pennington, um, on Instagram as well.
0: Perfect. Joshua has always a bunch of great tips about, um, cleaning your house and (laughs) Schitt's Creek memes. And, um, the final thing I want to sign off on is what is your Enneagram number?
1: I am a two. So I'm the giver, which I think is a great, um, a great skill, a great Enneagram number for uh, my role.
0: Awesome. it sounds like it. Well, thanks so much. We'll talk to you again soon. I love the fresh perspective that Joshua brings to the table. Having worked in distribution, within salons, and then with a corporate company, he has such a good way of looking at things. I can't wait to have him on again. He's currently working on some projects that I'm really excited to share with you and interview him further about. We'll probably see him more in future seasons. So if you are feeling confused about what's next for you, or you just aren't quite sure if you want to continue, I would love to talk with you. We can talk about what's working, what's not working, and what's next for your business. In the information for today's episode, you're going to find a link to my calendar. You can go ahead and take a look. You're going to want to book an intro session and pick a time that's good for you. I would love to hear what's going on with you. And now a little preview of next week. I am going to be addressing the continuous battle of confusion around charging. Charging what you're worth, how to communicate it. What do I say? What do I not say? And why in the industries that we are in, why do we think that we have to be treated differently or less than than other industries. I'll be tackling that question and a few more next week. So please tune in. I can't wait to stir up some conversation there. Thank you again for listening. I really believe that we're better together.